Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... Welcome to the MMA for Money Show, episode 89. I am your host, Mike Copenhaver, also known as Real Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Don't Cope Just Win. I'm joined with the producer of the MMA for Money Show, my boy T, at Saints underscore 504 on Twitter. So make sure you go give him a follow. He's the man involved uh, the put behind the scenes that puts all these videos uh, up and gives us all the cool stuff. So how you doing, my boy? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be here. Got a nice card coming up this weekend. People still sleeping on my dude Chandler, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, but they sure are. Ta- they're sleeping on our boy, but someone might be sleeping later in the, in the night on on UFC Saturday. So shout out to the 94 people live already watching. Shout out to Moose 1032. Appreciate you in the chat. Uh, Jason Torello, one of the best sports better in the world. Jackie Girl, every single one of you guys who take part here and uh, make the MMA for Money show what it is. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, for, first and uh, foremost, I'd like to thank my our sponsors of the MMA for Money show. First sponsor would be Melon Hats, M-E-L-I-N.com, Melon Brand Hats. They're luxury line hats, like one of the ones I'm sporting right now. They use very the best luxury line, um, you know, materials that really intricate stuff really cool patterns some of them are waterproof so if you go uh, wakeboarding or go to the beach a lot make sure you get yourself a melon hat uh there's the top of the line stuff my buddy brian mcdonald is one of the co-founders super stoked to be able to uh represent his company just like michael chandler sponsored by melon brand uh so we're we're just gonna be repping melon brand all day so thank you melon for the support and go check them out Secondly, like the just it's a huge honor for me to have Fokai clothing, Fokai stuff.com, F O K A I stuff.com. That's Guamalian fronts from Guam, some of the best fight gear that's that's come out since ever since. Uh, they're the sponsor Brandon Vera, uh, Herman Toronto, and over in San Diego at Green Game Bread Training Facility. So, shout out to Herman down there, uh, fights in the PFL as well, former Bellator fighter, uh, my brother's uh, a protege, just a stud in general. And last but not least, we got my uh, sponsor all the way from Amsterdam, Spliff Seeds, S-P-L-I-F-F Seeds. If you look them up on Google and you look up Lemon Cream Kush, you will, the, the main picture the, will be my plant that's featured. So uh, it's a big honor for me. So if you guys like MJ and like growing, make sure, make sure to go support Spliff Seeds for this growing season. Get yourself some sick genetics so you can grow that fire. But with that said, I just appreciate each and every one of you guys always supporting the show. Um, I can't wait to get into last week's UFC because, you know, all we've been doing on the MMA for money show is just W's, baby. Winning six bets in a row now, guys. I don't know what else I need to do for you. It's six bets in a row on UFC that I've just absolutely dominated. It's four weeks in a row. Like, you can go to these touts and pay them as much money as you want, and they still aren't keeping up with the kid, the KOPE. They can't be me, and you don't even got to pay me. It's all free. Me and T, we're here to give you the best content possible when it comes to mixed martial arts. There is no bias, no jibber-jabber in between, no feelings, no sponsors going to change my my bets. There's not going to be a fighter that I love too much that's going to make me bet on them and make you lose your money. So I want you guys to always know me and T, we put our best in the show to give you guys the best content possible cut you guys the best videos i also want to shout out uh, mel b just in the chat she's one of our best supporters i appreciate you so much and then we got the wonderful erica in the house and one of the uh, uh, great supporter and wonderful woman and in, in down in louisiana so appreciate having you here in the 97 you guys viewing but uh we'll get into the review of last week's card it was supposed to be obviously Sandhagen versus Dillashaw, and we, we'd have a lot more fun to talk about about that main event. But we we won't start QQing right now. But first up on the card, folks, was was our bet, and our bet was Carlson Harris, absolutely just dominating and whooping that ass on Christian Aguilera. Just go back last week, folks. I told you the dude's a quitter. He's a tapper. He gets knocked out. He's softer than soft. 
He's, he's Charmin soft. He should be sponsored by Casper. And my boy Carlton Harris, round one, subbed him so fast it looked like a war machine subbing me when I was a little boy. So cash that bet for you guys. Carlton Harris, no one knew who he was, but your boy, he backed him. I knew who he was. I had faith in him, and he cashed that bet so fast. So plus one unit again for the MMA for Money team. That's T and me cashing six bets in a row for you guys. And we're giving crypto advice. I mean, dude, we gave XLM. It's already flew. We've given Chainlink. It's already flew. I mean, we've given Ocean. It's flown. I mean, dude, you guys, well, like, how much money do you guys want me to make you before you guys absolutely realize we are the best MMA for money team, the best team, period? There's not a motherfucking team that's going to be able to make you the money we do. And I'm not just talking about betting. I'm talking about investing. Five to 10% of your portfolio or of your monthly salary, put it in the stocks and crypto. Change your life. Change the system that you have with just uh, banking on the U.S. dollar because here on the MMA for Money team, we're about winning, and that's what we do. So first fight of the night, already with the W. It was the only bet of the night because the other one got canceled, thank God. But the end of the day, it's another one-unit win for the team. How did you like that that, that bet there, T, that we cashed? Oh, man, that was an easy one. But what I'll say is the dude didn't tap. Like you making fun of him, but he didn't have. He straight up went to sleep. But yeah, I'll give him that, that but, bro. <laughs> oh, I'll give I'll give him that. I think he I think uh, he didn't he, he didn't tap because he was uh he tapped too many times before he finally realized it was just. I, I think he was about to tap and he just couldn't. It was too late. Yeah, and it was no, it, dude. It was so deep because uh, Har uh Harris Carlson had him just blocked in deep, bro. And yeah, you weren't him. you weren't getting out of that. He was it was a wrap, especially round one. If you do jujitsu or wrestling, you know right away. That you do when a guy's got you that deep, there's no sweat, there's nothing to get you out of there. You are F City, baby. Uh, I want to shout out to my boy Devin Beers, Ranger, one of my best friends from Simi Valley, California. Love you, bro. Appreciate the Bravo Award. I literally, dude, you know, one of my bad best friends for life, bad boys for life, straight Mike Larry and Martin Lawrence style. So appreciate you. Uh, always supporting Devi Dev. But yeah, man, cash that bet so easy. It, it, it just, it was, it was almost so easy that you're like, wow, bro. I mean, I, at first, I thought I was kind of betting on just like a new guy. No, like you know, it was, it was his debut pretty much. But no, dude, this guy fucking just straight slaughtered the kid. Christian Aguilera looks softer than soft. Cash that bet for us. So we'll move on to the next fight. Next fight of the night, we had uh, Park Wan Yong. Uh, he fought Tafan Ninjuku. Um, you know, at this fight, it was a three round decision win by Park. Uh, it kind of it's kind of what I expected from because of the size advantage of Park and whatnot. But T and I kind of liked uh, Tafan. We thought he might have enough talent and power to be able to, like, park uh, park literally on the floor on the canvas with a KO. But it didn't happen. We did bet on that type of jibber-jabber, so it is what it is. We did not advise anyone to bet that. So uh, shout-out to Park for cashing the three-round decision for his family and his friends. Next up on the fight of the preliminary card, the last one was an actual really good bout between two Absolutely amazing uh, MMA uh, competitors. One of them is named Ludwig Klein, who was 17 and uh, 2 at that time, and uh, Mike Trezano was 10 and 1. Uh, dude, the fight back and forth, man. Klein and, and Trezano. Trezano showed he was just being disrespected. They had uh, Klein favored at a, a number that just it was it was totally disrespectful to Trezano. If you listened to the show last week, I told you that the plus 205 on Trezano was a little bit too disrespectful. I did like Lovett Klein. I like his striking. I liked his all-around game. But as you listened, we make smart decisions. I said as dog as dog or pastor, man, I'm not dropping the negative 245 on that. And thank, and thank God we're not the type of show to do it. But shout out to Mike Trezano for getting that W win uh when he had a lot of haters and doubters so shout out to ryan richardson our sponsor kick your bass on twitter one of the best professional fishermen in the world over in kansas city uh love you ryan i appreciate you thank you for the super heart as well moose 1032 you the man uh and all you ladies who uh support us as well i cannot thank you guys enough because we want to create a family here uh, where everyone just comes drops their problems from work drops their you know stressors we, we there's no religion talk no politics here nothing but fun money to be made uh, if you want to drink a beer hit a bong load whatever you want to do and have some fun jump in the chat escape life for an hour when you're here on the mma for money show and that's what we're about all good vibes so at the end of the preliminary Preliminary card, Mike Trezano cashed a plus, two, uh, plus 205 for whoever hit that. So shout out to you guys who had the faith in Mike Trezano off the little layoff that he had. So and after that, so we went into the main card, and this is where it got it, it, pretty interesting. Uh, Phil Haas took on Kyle Dawkins. 
I was, uh, you know, I know that Phil Haas had a, a significant power and that he was strong, but, but I didn't think he had the cardio that he showed. He was super impressive. He improved a lot, man. A Dude, lot. I, when we're talking about improving, I'm talking about he went from like a six, seven to like, it looked like a nine. He kept putting constant pressure, constant forward uh, volume, throwing just significant strikes. I mean, he threw at the 157 strikes compared to 52 uh, that Dawkins threw. Um, I, I was, I like Dawkins. I, I can't even hate on him. But dude, Phil Haas looked absolutely incredible. Shout out to him for the improvements that he made. I, I, I love when fighters can take in uh, criticism and, and go back to the drawing board and do what he did, man. He was also outsized there a little bit. And uh, Kyle Dacus, it was a great fight, but three-round decision win for Phil Haas. Shout out to him for uh, do it, or for winning there. Next up on the card was a fight that I was so close to betting, folks. I was, so, I was this close. This fucking close. Dude, like, Diego I, looked I, great in that dude, first round, man. The fight, really was, good, good. The, the fight was Diego Freira versus Gregor Gillespie. And let me tell you guys, I, when I tell you that we're not just firing random bullshit, I'm not we're just, we're just like, oh, let's just run through here and just going to pick some guys because they said that, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey's good. No, we're researching shit so deep, so far. I literally, I was going to fire on Diego Fiera for you guys like nobody's fucking business. My personal, personal feelings on it. But you know what I did? I separated my personal feelings. I kept researching and I researched too much and I fit and I, and I was like, you know what? It's not worth it to go against the D1 wrestler like Gregor Gillespie who could land a guy on his ass for three rounds and he didn't even need to land him on his ass for three rounds. Gregor Gillespie put Carlos Diego Ferreira's motherfucking lights out. Dude, like he didn't pay his electric bill. Diego Sanchez literally uh, curled up like a ball and just took beat, took a beating. So shout out to Gregor Gillespie, uh, big fisherman. I love to fish too. Our buddy, uh, like I said, kick your bass. Uh, Ryan Richardson's a big fisherman. So I'm sure he loved when get Gregor Gillespie uh, knocked that dude out because he always talks about going to go fishing right after he wins because he's a he's a real old school American uh, dude. Not that the that's, you know, something special. Every, all people are special, but just... He's the old school fisherman, hunter type dude. So shout out to Gregor Gillespie there. Um, let's see what we got here. Next up on the card was the absolute shit show of uh, what I said. We had two of the sloppiest, most disgusting Bro, beasts that, we, that, that, that you could have. That's the worst fight I ever watched. I swear I, I, I watched got, got, Guys. It's the it, worst guys, fight I've ever seen. I, 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 it was I, torture. It, it makes me not even want to watch the shit, okay? I, I, I have watched some of the, the – I have been in Tijuana – when my brother fought, like, in, in the amateurs but, but and then the semi-pro, like, when it started to get pro, I have seen better heavyweights that would fuck both these guys up so fast. Look up Wade the Nightmare Ship. Wade Ship, he's like six seven, big old white dude that used to throw the meanest kicks. I believe he even fought in the UFC back in the day. He hasn't fought in probably 10-plus years. I guarantee you if Wade came in here, he would kick the shit out of both these sloppy, disgusting, non-professional beasts. They don't deserve to be in the UFC. They don't deserve to be in the PFL. They don't even be, deserve to be talked about on the show. They're so sloppy and disgusting. Take some professionalism in your profession. Get a damn diet going. Do some sit-ups. Like what the fuck, dude? I'm so sick of these disgusting slobs, bro. Like, it's, like these green, are pro athletes. Green, green isn't a real disgusting physique nah, type. They're dude, both but disgusting to me. He didn't nah, want to fight, bro. That's yeah, sure. they're that both soft. And, and we're, we're gonna get into it right, uh, again. I'm tired of these soft ass fighters, dude. The old school UFC fighters were about gladiators. They came to kill. Uh, they wanted to see someone die on their shield, like blood sport. I don't care if they threw shit in your eyes and then they poked you. Did you see John claude Van Damme cry river when he couldn't see? <laughs> Fuck no. He came through with the high kick. He came through and trusted his instincts. These guys now, they're like, oh, my God, the dude kicked me. He beat me on the ground in a fight. Shut the fuck up. It's a, it's a fight. You signed up for a fight. Holy shit, dude, you're lucky you're not in pride where Phil Baroni is soccer kicking your ass in your fucking face. I cannot believe how soft some of these fighters are nowadays. Green soft, fucking Marcus DeLima soft. I don't even care. I tell it to their face just like I've told many fighters to their face. All uh, the Dom Cruz who don't even want none of the KOPE. He, he blocked me because he's so soft. And he knows the real deal beef that we got going on. So yeah, I'm for real, for real. These dudes are gross. I'm sorry to go on such a rant, but... 
Both are gross. Yes, green's in a little bit better shape. But for professional athletes, bro, I could go down to the 24-hour fitness and find the guy in the cardio room who looks better than both these slobs, bro. Disgusting, dude. So, yeah, so one of these guys won the fight. I, I don't even I, – I, I'm on such a rant right now. I don't even remember who won because it was so stupid. Uh, Delima won. won. He, he, he won. dominated him. He yeah, just sat on top of him. Pretty much. It, it was the stupidest that. lay and pray Ben Askren stuff I've ever seen. Congratulations, Delima. You won a fight, but your next fight, you're going to get your ass beat. I guarantee it. And Maurice Green, you should be cut. You suck bad. Now we're going to move on to uh, some, a little bit more exciting of a fight with – we had Neil Magny. Magny, fought, man. Magny. Yeah, Neil, Neil, the veteran Magny fought Jeff Neil, man. Man, dude, you know, I'm one of the only guys who bet. I bet Neil Magny in Mexico City at elevation versus Kelvin Gastelum by motherfucking decision. That's how OG that had faith in Neil Magny. Nobody did that. Nobody can prove they did that shit. I called that shit. I did that shit. So now I, 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 so I have a hate and love relationship with Neil Magny. And so I can never fully back him. And if you go back to the show last week, that's what we talked about. I never know what I'm going to get. It's like Forrest Gump. Mom always said life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's what you get with Neil Magny. That's what you get with the OSP. That's what you get with some of these guys that make the dumbest decisions I've ever seen in my life. I mean, yeah, uh, Neil Magny's a great fighter. I, I'm not going to shit on him the way that I just dropped major shit bombs on those other two sloppy slobs. But you know, Neil Magny looked amazing as a veteran as he did. He won a three-round decision, absolutely dominated Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal just looked just a little too out of place for the all the skills that, that Neil Magny brought that, to the table. That volume, man. Too much volume, dude. That, that volume That's and awesome. cardio – the volume and cardio training at altitude. Hey, thank you guys all for the the awards, Ryan Richardson. I appreciate you. Hi, the, the high five from you, Jason. Everybody, I know I just went on a rant for that right there, but I'm just tired of these soft ass fighters, dude. I, I, I either come to be killed or don't come yeah. at all. I don't that care. That fight if was get... rant worthy. That's for sure. That oh yeah, that's oh, rant worthy. Like terrible. It's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's garbage, but. So yeah, Neil Magny, congratulations, Neil, Neil Magny trains at altitude, a really high, a really good professional when it comes to training, man. He works really hard, really good cardio. He's even the type of dude who loses the fighters and he goes and trains with the guy he lost to. Uh, example, Damien Maya. When he lost to Damien Maya, he could not, you know, believe how easily it was for Damien. So he went to Damien Maya's school and uh, literally signed up. I believe he even paid for a lesson. With fucking Damian Maya. And shout out to Damian Maya. My son is named after Damian Maya because he's one of the best jujitsu practitioners in the world. So uh, I, I like Neil Magny's professionalism. I, I, I you know, I, I just, it's iffy, bro. But he did a great job, won the uh, three round decision like nobody's business. And then uh, at the, we had two more fights of the night. It was the co main event. We had Donald the Cowboy Cerrone going off against Alex Morano. And uh, let me just start out right now. I'm fucking disgusted. Like, I, 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 is Cowboy, is he here to fight, bro? Like, are you, are you, like, where is Cowboy? Like, is that Cowboy still? Like, he's getting hit and he's folding faster than, a, than, than my lady folds my laundry. I, it's crazy. I, I, I'm not, I'm not understanding it, dude. Like, I don't think he, he can take the shots anymore, bro. I told I, 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 I think he still it. wants to fight. And I mean, he's still it, in well, there, he, but... he wants to make the paychecks, is what he wants to do. It's one of those Mandel things. But what I'm saying, and I've said on the podcast, Donald Cerrone's body is a super, super soft spot. He cannot take body shots. That's one reason why I knew when he fought uh, George Masvidal, he's going to get absolutely wrecked, bro. He's going to get smashed to his body, and that's what happened. But Donald Cerrone lost in round one, guys, versus Alex Morano. And I'm, it's not it's not that Alex Morano's that bad. He's he's solid, got great jiu-jitsu. He's, he's, he's improving. But to see a legend like Donald Cerrone – just, just literally folds like, like a, my lady folds a lawn chair out back, but you know after a summer day, I, it was it was sad, man. I mean, I don't want to see it anymore. Donald, it, what sucks is we should have saw Donald Cerrone versus Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez should have got absolutely murdered, set in a hearse, so him and his little girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever the little life coach is that he's got going on. And I no shot, no disrespect to the LBGTQ. I got my cousin who's a trans. I love all gay people, all everything. But the point, the point is, Diego was supposed to leave in a hearse on a stretcher, and he was Donald Cerrone wasn't supposed to get beat up this bad today. And we sacrificed, we sacrificed a veteran, but you know, on late notice, dude. It's crazy. So. I'm sorry, Donald Cerrone, but man, I I think it's time to hang it up unless they give you some kind of a gift volleyball yeah. 
Uh, I you said know. that, bro. That's how many losses in a row he hasn't won in so long, and he's just it, it, bro. He got knocked out. Connor knocked him out with his shoulder, bro. Come bro, on, bro. A shoulder, yeah, dude. He headbutt him. Bro, if I do, I grew up with War Machine, who's four years older than me. We have a fifty-pound difference of each other. My brother has hit me harder than those weak ass shoulder fucking strikes, bro. And I, yeah, I didn't I can't, uh-uh, I can't and I didn't get knocked out. So shout out to Ted Hicks who just walked in the building. I love you, Ted. You're a great dude. Appreciate you listening from New York City. I'd love to have you on sometime and uh, showcase your host skills because you got a ton of talent. So thank you for being here, Ted. And uh, all you guys, the awards that you've given me, 113 of you guys listening to me just go off on a tangent. I didn't even know if I was, I was going to get this fired up, but I just it just came, baby. So we're going to keep it going. Um, so after I got disappointed by Donald Cerrone, thank God, once again, your, guy, your MMA for a money show, we didn't bet that dog shit. We didn't even fire on that stuff. We just watched it for fun. This is what we do. I'm, so, uh, I'm mad I didn't bet Morono. Uh, nah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm mad. I'm I'm glad that we don't bet bullshit, and we're six and zero on the last on the last four UFC events. So I felt, I felt like Cowboy was done. I should. I yeah. Either way, enough about Cowboy. I, lo- I love you, Cowboy. But please, just go wakeboarding, retire, sell some beef jerky. I don't know what you're gonna do, but do something else. Go please. cave diving, dude. I uh, see Rogan. I don't know, dude. Go go dig for go dig for gold or something, bro. I'm, it's sad, dude. I, I couldn't see. I couldn't I like believe Serrano, what I, man. I love him too, bro. But I don't like watching these veterans come. Coming here for paychecks, just getting slaughtered now. Nah, it's just I'm like you. I'm with you. you know it, what? What is sad is the UFC hasn't set up a pension program. There's no 401k. They're like contracted fighters, subcontracted. There's nothing for these fighters after they're done, dude. So you see veterans just with CTE, with no health insurance, with nothing to fall back on. The UFC doesn't even give these guys jobs as coaches and like training facilities. If you think they were, if they were a good company, you'd be like, all right, cool. We'll take the best of the best, like uh, Chuck Liddell, Forrest Griffin, and blah, blah, blah. You know, Donald Cerrone. We'll take all these guys. We'll put them in certain cities, open up a UFC training facility, and let them uh, mentor the rest of the kids, you know? But I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm just a guy over here on the internet talking. So, But the last fight of the night was, uh, like we talked about last week, I'm sorry we had to talk about it. It's, I can't believe it was a main event. It was Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie. The only thing that good that happened was how sexy Michelle Watterson is when she weighs in. I mean, she's just amazing. I mean, that's all. That's all. You know, I wanted she, Watterson to win, I, dude. I, I wanted her to win. win. She was outsized. I knew she was going to be outsized. Marina Rodriguez is the real deal when it comes to volume. She showed that in the striking department, and uh, just was too big for uh, the the overall game of Michelle Watterson. But hey, Michelle. Don't don't hate me in case you divorce one day, all right? Because I didn't mean that. But uh, after the end of that that night, you know, so MMA for Money show, we only had one bet because one of the bets got canceled. Chris, uh, it was Ryan Benoit, couldn't make weight. He looked absolutely ter- terrible on the scale. I thank God in heaven they canceled that bet because I did not want to fire on that bet once I saw how soft he was on the scale. So at the end of the night, the MMA for Money show, UFC Vegas 26. Plus one unit again for the MMA for Money team. Like I said, six in a row, four weeks in a row. And like I said, I don't know what else you guys want from us, man. It's just free money all day. You can play a tout and go play, and he can't even do that good that day. So MMA for Money team, MMAforMoney.com. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you go get a subscription from the MMA for Money, the legend primetime himself, Jason Torello. Um, dude, I'm telling you, NASCAR winning like nobody's gosh dang business, bro. Uh, he hit dude, again. This last... It's incredible. It's, dude, doing? it's like it's, it's, you guys would think incredible. You, you would think that I'm, I'm lying or telling you a Ponzi scheme, but about the rate that MMA for money hits NASCAR, I cannot stress it enough. Get a NASCAR package every year. It will pay for so many things. Your engagement ring. It's uh sorry, I hit my mic on mute. It'll pay for anything that you need, man. I'm telling you, he's an absolute legend, and it's not just with NASCAR. It's with Prime Time. That's his nickname. NFL playoffs, NHL playoffs, every single sport, dude. Dude, women's dude, the women's FIFA World Cup. Jay, Jay, how many how many units did we win on the women's World Cup last FIFA, Jay? Because I, I don't want to disrespect you. It was so many damn units on the women's FIFA Bro, that. No, that how, I, how do you sweep? How do you sweep a NASCAR? Like, it ain't a matchup. Like, he's not picking matchups. He's picking the outright Bro, it, good, of good. the race. I- the, the goddamn best in the, that shit over the weekend is fucking incredible, bro. He's the best NASCAR better in the whole world, dude. 
I'm telling you, I promise you, I would. I don't pitch bullshit at all, man. Jay, Jason Torello, MMA4Money.com, NASCAR package. For the Women's World Cup, we won 50-plus units. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but that's a that's a shit ton of money because every unit we throw is 100 bucks, okay? So, like I said, just on Women's World Cup, just on uh, – dude, it, it could be – there's a, there's another sport he's just insane at that I, I can't say it off the top of my head. But just make yourself – go to MMA1.com. Just do yourself a favor. Get a package. It will pay for itself. I'm telling you, the gosh dang NASCAR king, man. I love you, uh, Jay. You're the man, dude. And also, he's responsible for teaching us cryptocurrency and getting us deep into some really good investments that changed my entire bum life from a 13-an-hour EMT medic salary where no one gave a shit about me in Los Angeles. I served for eight years, worked 60 hours a week, had nothing to show for it after that. Now, work for the best union in the world, Local 44. We got this podcast. We got the MMA for Money team. All of our investments are absolutely killing it because we're a team. We're a family. Every single person in the chat, we treat you as family. We want you all to be here. I want your families to be doing so good that you come back one day and you just got a big shit-eating grin that, that we're the real deal, that we weren't faking about the shit. So when we talk about the stuff that we do, man, it's it's the cryptocurrency investments that we, that we give advice on. Like I said, we're not professional traders, but we, in the sense, we are just the real deal when it comes to picking uh, technology upcoming in crypto. And if you what, go to, if you listen to our shows, you see what Elon did. What did Elon do today? Somebody said Elon crashed. Oh, oh I don't know what Elon did, did, but it's irrelevant. I, but yeah, dude, uh, you know, prime time swept the weekend at Talladega, second and third at Kansas, swept the weekend at Darlington. I mean, dude, it's like he's podium finishes MMA for Money Prime every time. I, I could spend an hour on how gangster he is, but I've already ranted enough. But I love uh, you guys all here in the chat. 121 of you live, the 17 awards. Sorry for the little bit of off-topic rant, but sometimes uh, real Mike gets a little cray-cray. So, but uh, we're gonna move into this weekend's UFC, UFC 262 Oliveira versus Chandler. Holy shit, dude! I am so stoked. I, I mean, I'm an Oliveira fan. I'm a Michael Chandler fan for life. I'm sponsored by the same company as Michael Chandler, Melon Brand Hats. Uh, so I, you know, when it comes to this dude. I know what kind of professional he is. I've seen the type of training he puts in with Henry Hooft. He trains with Usman. He, dude, this guy is an absolute animal, man. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But first up on the prelims uh, is is going to be our is going to be my first bet of the night. I, I got I'm on a roll firing on these first ones. I'm I'm all about this one. It's going to be Sean Soriano is plus one eighty versus Chris Christos Giagos, who's negative two forty at one hundred and fifty. Five pounds. Sean is 31 years old. He's 5'9 with a 71 inch reach. He's got a little, he's got a little layoff, but he trains at Sanford MMA with Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler talks super highly of the striking of this man. Henry Hoof is super high on Son of Sean Soriano striking. Um, he, he, like I said, he's got a great camp behind him. I, I, I'm just really digging this kid, but uh, no disrespect to Giagos. Giagos is 31 years old. Uh, 5'10", 71 and a half inch reach. He's fighting out of Black House MMA, formerly uh, Leo Machida's spot to train in Cali. Uh, Albert Morales is there and uh, uh, a few others. So, But on this fight, man, I'm leaning Sean big time. I really think he's the real deal. And at plus 180 is the, the money line that we had it at. I'm dropping the one unit on Sean Soriano to showcase his skills here uh, and absolutely dominate this fight, whether it's a TKO, KO, which I strongly believe he could do with his crisp striking or it's a decision. He's going to be rolling here. What do you think about the first bet of the night, T? Yeah, I mean, Christos has a bit more experience in the octagon. Um, uh, he's got a he's got a slight height and reach advantage, and but uh, I don't think he should be this big of a favorite. It's kind of crazy to me. Um, Soriano, he ain't a pushover, and uh, I think the fight should really be closer to even. So I was leaning go dog here. So when you said you liked it for the bet, I'm right with you, man. Like I I, I like it. I think he'll, he'll get him here, and um, it's just way overpriced crazy yeah buddy um but yeah next up on the car we've got um kevin aguilar versus tucker lutz um this i think is going to be an interesting fight good matchup um tucker's young he, he he's only lost one fight um lutz likes to take people down he has some real good ground and pound aguilar's on a three fight losing streak so he really needs to get a dub here um 
<clears throat> he's got a solid stand-up, and he's going to be looking at stuff to take downs, keep it standing. But if Kevin overextends on the feet, I think Lutz is going to put him on his back, take him down, and um, win with the ground and pound. But uh, what you think about this one, man? Yeah, this is an interesting fight. Kevin Aguilar, at the time of writing, this was plus 105 underdog versus Tucker Lutz, who's negative 125 at a 155-pound division. Lutz is 26 years old, 5'7", 72-inch uh, reach, coming off the Contender Series W. Aguilar, 17-4, coming off three losses. Uh, he's 32 years old himself, 5'7", 73-and-a-half-inch reach. So pretty similar in all aspects, other than Lutz is a little bit younger and, and a little more athletic. Uh, the weird thing is that uh, Aguilar calls himself the angel of death, but has gotten nothing but handled as of late. Yeah, like I said, he's coming off of three losses, and when he has one, it's mostly by decision. I think Aguilar has peaked, and it isn't really about that angel of death, death life. So I'm going with Tucker Lutz to showcase his skills and win a dominant three-round decision. So, and then, so next up on the card, we got, uh, oh man, this is, this is one of those fights that I just like, this is the UFC and this is like, uh, this is like what we get. We got Gina Manzani, who's negative 210 versus, uh, uh, Priscilla Cachoeira, I believe it is. So hold on, I messed that up. One second. Yeah, Priscilla Cachoeira. So yeah, this is a weird one, man. Um, you know, Gina Manzani, Manzani? I, I, to be honest, guys and gals, I, I don't have much nice things to say about this matchup and specifically uh, my, uh, Gina Manzani. So we'll we'll get to this, the point and get to Mike's dick point number one. Manzani is an absolute bottom of the barrel women's MMA fighter. Like, are we serious with Gina Manzani, a girl who's never won two fights in a row since 2008 when she fought a slushy vendor who begged to take the fight in Alaska? Number two, her claim to fame is now beating up a girl who makes more money selling booty pics on fans only. And I'm not going to lie, I may subscribe to Rachel Osovich myself, but that's besides the point. But this is the UFC and not a stripper versus a girl who fought some MMA. Priscilla's 9-3. and three. She's fought legit fighters and her only loss was to Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko, my other wife. So make sure you don't tell my lady. So I can't even hate on that. As a dog in this fight, Priscilla's the right side here to bet, and I'll pick her to win a decision, especially at the dog money. It's dog or pass. Gina Manzani, she's she's not about that life. So at the plus 175, I really think that there's a value on her there. Yeah, man. Um, you know, Mazzani, she's looked better since she moved to Glory MMA. Um, she's got a good amount of experience. She just can't string wings together. And she always loses to good competition. I don't see why she's a two to one favorite. I think that's insane. So um, you know, I, I kinda liked uh Coachera here and that's probably where I get betting it. and it's probably gonna go to decision, is what I'm thinking. Um, but after that fight we'll have a pretty um Good one. I think it'll be an exciting fight. Um, we have Jordan Wright um, versus Jamie Pickett. Uh, Pickett, he's got a slight reach advantage. Uh, Wright got Cato by Buckley his last fight, which was his first loss. And Pickett coming off a loss to Tafon, who just got handled by Park this last event. Wright gets hit a lot, and he's fearless. So it's really a coin toss, but I think Wright may be a bit better than Pickett, so I'm kind of leaning his way. But what you think about this one? Uh, yeah, this fight uh, specifically, let me get to my notes. Sorry, I don't know how I lost it. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me right now? What did, what, what did you do, Michael? Okay, yeah. Jordan Wright. All right, so Jamie Pickett's negative. At the time of writing this, was a pick -em. Negative 110 versus Jordan Wright, negative 110 at 185 pounds. Jamie Pickett, 11 and 5, 32 years old, 6 foot 2, 80, 80 inch reach, super powerful athletic guy when he throws punches and bunches. He's the type of guy that would smash Jordan Wright in a fight in the streets and, an, and possibly in the octagon. Wright is the type of soft... Wright is that type of soft dude that when he gets hit, he folds really fast, man. I, I just I, I just don't see him being the guy that gets popped in his face with all uh, Jamie Pickett's might, and he and he reacts well. Um, I know he does have decent striking. He's kind of like a wannabe point fighter like uh, the Wonder Boy Thompson, but he's not even one hundredth of that guy. I, I really don't believe that Jordan Wright is that type of dude. He ain't about that life. I believe that uh, – 
almost any day. If Jamie Pickett and Jordan Wright uh, got, were at, we were at a bar and they both walked outside and Jordan Wright said something to Jamie, I, I'm pretty sure that Jamie Pickett would end Jordan Wright's night and KO his ass straight on the floor. So I, I really think that Pickett is aggressive. He's long uh, in his reach and he's going to come in there heavy, heavy handed. So unless uh, uh, Jordan Wright can keep the point fighting you know, at bay and keep distance, uh, he, but he better watch out, bro, because there's going to be some fire and fire coming fast from Jamie Pickett because he knows this, that Jay, Jordan Wright ain't about that life. And if I am correct, you should see Jordan Wright sleeping on the canvas. Yeah, he's got a good reach advantage, too. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and he's just mean, bro. Like, Jordan Wright, he just looks soft, bro. He, he's just, he ain't about that life. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be – that fight will probably end quick because Jordan Wright, I think he'll just, he just run out there and start punching, man. So we'll see yeah. what Pickett does. Yeah, so be super exciting. And then so next up on the card, we have um, Andrea Lee, who's plus 120 at the time of writing this, versus Anten Antonio Shevchenko, negative 140. Uh, we, we have a nickname for Antonio. She's called Shevchenko Light because uh, the real Shevchenko is Valentina, and, and Shevchenko's the real, real deal, holy field. I love Valentina. Not a big fan of her sister. Um, I don't even, I, I really didn't even need to take notes on this fight because, uh, Shevchenko is soft, man. Uh, her takedown defense is soft. Her volume isn't that great. She, she hits really weep, really wimpy. Um, she's lost to some, some really soft fighters. Um, Andrea Lee though, on the other hand, I'm, I'm actually, I'm high on her. Yeah, she's coming off uh, some losses that are a little a little sketchy. I don't think she lost all three. I, I, a couple of them, I had them for her. But uh, I think she's she's just to me. They're saying that Shevchenko's the better striker. I don't believe that. I don't believe it at all. Um, we're gonna find out. But I also believe that Andrea Lee is more powerful in the clinch game, and she will be able to trip and 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 or get a single leg double leg and get an Antonio against the wall and get her down on the ground. Um, she's very, got very long legs, Shevchenko. So, I mean, it's very easy for you to pick that ankle and take you down. Uh, I'm not saying that she has that type of wrestling. Uh, Andrea Lee does, but, um, you know, it, it, I just see Andrea Lee favorite. I just like Andrea Lee a lot here. I, I, I literally might better myself because I, I just feel like she's the better fighter all around. So I'm rolling with Andrea Lee uh, plus 120. Yeah, I mean, it's a must-win fight for Lee. She's coming off three straight losses um, after she, you know, she started her career off real nice, but she popped off right quite a few wins. Um, Shevchenko, I mean, I think she had better stand-up. The, the Chupagin fight, she got handled on the ground, so that's Lee's route to victory. So if the fight stays on the feet, I, I think Shevchenko, she'll get it, likely win by decision, but um, Lee's never been finished by punches, so... That doesn't spell well for her either. So uh, I can see Lee just putting her on her ass and just beating her up, you know. Um, yep. But, yep, next up we'll, we'll have a um, another decent matchup. We got Mike Grundy versus Lando Venata. Uh, it's a close one. Grundy coming off a loss, but he was rolling before that loss. Uh, Venata, he's very inconsistent, and he can't string wins together. He'll win one, lose one, and he's coming off an L to Bobby Green. So, um. With Venata's inconsistency, I, I'm a lean Grundy on this one. Uh, I think most likely we'll see it go to a decision, and that's I think at minus 180 right now. So um, that might be the bet I place if I bet this one. Um, but what you think about it, Mike? Yeah, this is this is a very interesting one. It's going to be a great fight to watch. Uh, you got Mike Grundy, who's 34 years old. He's 5'7", with a 72-inch reach. Uh, he was negative 115 at the time of writing this, and he's going off against Lando Venata, 29 years old, 5'9", 71-inch reach at the negative 105 price tag. Uh, this is the first time that Lando Venata is going to be fighting at 145 pounds. Lando, Lando uh, has a lot of power and really good striking and kicking in a diverse game. But the problem with uh, the movement and the striking and, and all of that and, and the kicking is he, he seems to fade kind of later in the rounds. And so the guy that we get in round one, he is not that guy in round three. Uh, it's ne He's never that guy. It's like he gives you like this fireball guy, like, you know, some, something out of Street Fighter round one. And then all of a sudden round two and then three, it's just it's like it's he's deflated. So uh, this one is going to be really it's going to be interesting. Grundy, on the other uh, on the other hand, is not the type of guy to KO you on his feet. So, Lando Venata has a really good chance of uh, a possible head kick, possible striking advantage. But uh, Mike Grundy's grappling and wrestling is is I think 
good enough to ground uh, Lando enough times to make it not so not maybe not such a, a exciting decision. But I think that Mike Grundy could possibly grind out a three round decision, and it, it could be really boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, and then so next up on the card, the last one on the prelims is uh, Matt Schnell. He's at he was negative one sixty at the time of writing this versus Rogero Bonteron, who's plus one forty at uh, and it's they're fighting at one hundred twenty five pounds. Uh, man, Matt Schnell is super sneaky, man. Uh, he tra- he travels around a-, a lot of places, and right now he's he just moved to Fortis MMA uh, in his to sharpen his game. And his BJJ is already slick. His striking is always what's worried me a little bit because he leaves himself open for damage because he's he sometimes wants to fight a little bit of Ju- like uh, Julian Lane, let me bang, bro, type stuff. And so that kind of worries me with Bonterin because Bont. Hunter is a little super aggressive Tasmanian devil with some good jiu-jitsu himself. This dude's going to be coming forward with pressure. Uh, Matt Schnell, to me, is, is better with when he's pressuring forward, and then he can implement his game and then get the guy down. The jiu-jitsu game on this one is going to be really, really fun to watch. I, it's going to be whoever makes a mistake first that I think is going to end up uh, winning the fight and possible sub. But uh, it's, it's hard for me to – it's it's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Chanel because of the experience and because he trains so well uh, with a, a high level people. But don't, uh, don't get it twisted. I'm not betting on this. And and as a dog, Bonterin has has a, a way to win this, and it's with power with his hands. As a bully, uh, match Chanel up against the cage, possibly clip him, possibly take KO him. So you don't know. Hundred percent don't know. But I would match Chanel is what I would lean fairly. Yeah, I like Snell in this matchup. Uh, uh, he's got the height and reach advantage. Uh, Bonta Ring's coming off two L's, and Snell, he's, he's got a pretty nasty choke. So I, I think he could get him with the sub. I, I was telling Mike, I think he could get him late, but Mike was telling me in jiu-jitsu, you know, as you get sweaty, that gets harder. But, um, you know, I still I still lean Snell here. But um, after that, um, I, th- I think this is still a prelim. I'm not sure they keep switching it up on us, but um, the no, next you're right. Fight... I messed up. I messed up actually. Sorry, you're on the final. No, they switched it. They switched it. They pushed Snell and Rogero on the main card, but um, it, it doesn't matter, man. So it's all good. Um, but next up, we'll we'll look at the Jacare Souza versus the Munoz fight. Um, it's a pretty even matchup. Um, Jacare, he's ten years older. He's got a ton of experience, and he's you know he's got sick jujitsu. Um, Munoz, he's got the huge reach advantage, and he's coming to the fight on a roll. But, um, you know, Jacare, he's the OG. I think he might have too much experience for Munoz. It'll be a pretty interesting fight, but, I, I mean, I could see um, Jacare just kind of flipping him over and kind of just edging out rounds here and there and then getting a decision. Uh, but what you think about this one, man? Uh, man, you know, you know, uh, one of my rules on the MMA for Money show is I hate, I dislike, I have a rule, I, I cannot bet against the veteran. But Sousa's the type of veteran, it's like, yeah, his jiu-jitsu game is absolutely filthy. It is, it's, the jiu-jitsu game is not gone, so I, I, that's not what I'm worried about. It's, it's literally getting knocked out by Kevin Holland while he was, like, in top position at one point and then, then on his butt. Like is his yeah, chin, weird, it, man. dude. Weird it's so. KO. I mean, I've been in that same position in jujitsu, and like it, it, I, it's crazy. Like how much power that, that Holland generated to end up clipping him, and then uh, you know making Souza just drop back against the fence. And so with this one here, I it's it's very very strange. You know, uh, Jockey Souza obviously got way more, more experience. He's forty one years old, six he's six foot one, seventy two inch reach. Um, he's, it's a pick em fight. Uh, Andre Manuz is hundred is 31 years old, 66 one with a 78 inch reach. He's got a six inch reach advantage. He's got 10 years, uh, younger. I mean, ah, man, this, if Sousa doesn't get this fight to the ground, I have a really bad feeling about the six inch reach advantage that could possibly just club to death Sousa. Uh, and it could happen. So I, I'm gonna, uh, man, dude. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Souza because I always go with the OG vet, and because I just cannot not do it because of the experience of Souza. I'm not betting my money here, and don't be surprised if Manu's uh, finishes him with punches or something crazy uh, with his that six inch reach advantage. It's gonna be like that Verdum, um, Bellator. Yeah, yeah. you hey, know they hey, switched that. They canceled that, bro. Bro, which one? The Verdum. They gave that. Um, 
They took it away. Bellator. They took. Yeah, they switched it. I don't. I don't. I gotta look it back up. But um, my my boy texted me about the bet. Um, his yeah. bet being canceled. He didn't know what was going on. I'm like, well, we gotta talk to the bookie. Yeah. Well, it did look like a top, but it wasn't the biggest top in the world. So that was a that was a weird PFL thing. But you know, it is what it is. So uh, with that said, that was. Um, that, that was the last one on the prelims. So now we're going to jump into the main card of the evening. And it, this fight is going to be really exciting. We have Shane Burgos, who's negative 115 at the time of writing this, fighting Edson Barbosa, negative 105 uh, comeback. They're, they're fighting at 145 pounds. If you don't know who Edison Barbosa is, please do yourself a favor and go back to some of those kicking highlight reels. This guy is infamous for some of the most vicious leg kicks that you've ever seen. His switch kicks, the way that he just flawlessly lifts his legs. It's so just like you can't even see it when it's coming. Um, he's 35 years old, though. He's 5'11". He's got a 75-inch reach. Um you know, the power with those kicks he lands is just unfreaking real. But the problem with that is it takes a lot of energy to keep up the movement that Edson Barbosa uses to keep, uh, you know, to keep circling away from the power punch, uh, which is fine and all. But then he's throwing kicks and then that ends up gassing his cardio a little bit earlier than I like to see. So later in the rounds, his kicks don't be uh, become as powerful. But then we have Burgos, 30 years old, 5'11", 75.5 inch reach super crisp boxing throws beautiful straight combos but when he when he uh but when he gets hit he comes forward for revenge and that's that that could be a detriment to him for versus a guy like edson because edson could throw a high kick and time it um he clips you just a little bit and you come excited in in the pocket uh these veterans have the skills where they could uh they, they could end your night. But in this specific spot, I think Edson Barbosa's done. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to back the veteran in this one. It's going to be the one rare time where I'm going to be going uh, Shane Burgos. I think Shane Burgos is going to have enough forward pressure to keep uh, the leg kicks just uh, non-existent because he could just be beating the shit out of him against the fence. But uh, that's my opinion on that one. I'm going Shane Burgos uh, to win that fight. Yeah. I mean, this one should be a war. I'm excited to see this one. Uh, Barbosa's he's the, Vet, the OG, um, he's coming off a much-needed win. It ended a three-fight um, losing streak for him. And Burgos, he was rolling and lost a close one to Emmett. Uh, it's a tough fight. It's an even matchup, I think. Um, and with Barboza having experience, I kind of lean to him. But I, I like Burgos, man. And I, I like Shane, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing him knock him out. But it'll be an interesting fight. Um, see how it goes, I guess, when we get in there. But, uh Next up, um, we'll have Caitlin Chukagin versus Vivian Arahu. Um, Chukagin, she beat Cavillo her last match, and, which was a solid win. Uh, Cavillo was rolling before that. And Caitlin, she's on a, uh, she's solid on the ground. Her takedown defense isn't the greatest. So uh, Arahu, she's got solid take a takedown average. So I could see her having success with that. And, you know, Vivian... <coughs> She has great takedown defense, and uh, it should stay standing unless um, VB's getting the takedowns here. So, um, um, you know, I think she's a bit better than Caitlin. If she can't land some power shots, I think she'll take her down and score points that way. But uh, what you think about that on um, this fight, Mike? Yeah, you know, we uh, cast uh, we cast Chuk again versus uh, Valentina. Or uh, the other, the Shevchenko light. So uh, I know when to fire on her. She's a BJJ brown belt from uh, Henzo Gracie, which one of the infamous Gracie. So she definitely has her jiu-jitsu game is really well versed. Um, her striking game, she let's just be honest. She she literally sounds like Serena Williams hitting a tennis ball, but probably with uh, one tenth of the the amount of power that Serena hits the ball with. So she's very loud. She every single time she throws a strike, Caitlin Chukagian. Uh, over exaggerates the fact that she's thrown the strike, and I don't know if the, the judges like score that or they see those as um, you know as as like strikes landed. But she really just doesn't have a good striking game, in my opinion. Vivian uh, Rajo's striking game to me is much much better. Uh, she throws straighter punches. I believe she has more power. The only thing that I fear is that Caitlin Chukagian, uh, his ground game is decent enough where if she possibly got Vivi on the ground. 
But uh, Caitlin uh, never seems to use her BJJ. She she loves to stand and do her uh, Serena Williams point fighting, screeching and yelling. So uh, on this fight, I'm going to be going Vivian Araujo. I think that she's going to roll here. I think she's just a meaner fighter. Um, the only thing that she has to look out for is a possible submission. But I, I don't see uh, Chukagian doing that. So I'm rolling Vivian Araujo to, to win this fight. So, okay. So next up. On the card, you want this one too? You want me to get it? Yeah, man, I'll oh. take it. Um, I got my video cue messed oh. up. Um, oh, really took oh. that other fight to move it to next week, but I'll, I'll get it. Um, next up, we got a great fight, man. Um, I'm really interested to see this one too. Uh, it's Tony Ferguson versus um uh, Benil Darius. Um. You know, it's a good matchup. I like Ferguson, but I just wonder, man, is Ferg done? Um, yeah, I think it's going to – might be the same case as Cerrone, bro. Um, you know, if the old Tony shows up here, it's going to be a hell of a fight. But honestly, even if you get the old Tony here, I think Darius is going to whip his ass. I mean, he's, Tony's going to be hella motivated. But um, I just think he's got too much of mileage on him in the octagon at this point. And uh, I, I just think Darius is a little bit better everywhere. And, I mean, you know, Tony's willing to get crazy. But Darius, he, he's kind of like a quiet psycho, too. And, you know, he'll get in there and bang with your ass. So, I'm going to go on with Darius here. Uh, I'm pretty confident about it, to be honest. Uh, as I said, I think he's better than Tony. Yeah, I still think Tony's a good fighter. I just don't think he... He can do what he used to do, you know? Um, yeah, totally. Think about this, bro. Yeah, this is uh, going to be our second bet of the night for the MMA for Money show. Uh, we're Like I so said, we had Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. Uh, man, I'm a I'm Tony Ferguson. I love Tony Ferguson. Don't get me wrong. He's a warrior. He works really, really hard. Got work, great work ethic. But he, he surrounds himself with yes men. Yes men do not make you better. When you're the big fish in the pond at an MMA gym, you are not going to get better. He's training with Ben Saunders. Ben Killaby Saunders. That's like that's my brother's boy. I don't want to get too disrespectful, but like it's Ben Saunders, guys. Like, so that that's like that's like who you're training with. Like that's that's your fucking literally your training partner for Benil Dariush. That's not even close to the type of fighter that Benil Dariush is, you know. Like yeah, he's got good jujitsu, but you're training with a guy who's like like five inches taller than fucking uh, Benil's gonna be. Benil Dariush, dude, is mean. He's he's peaking at a perfect time. He's very very um, just a very good person, a great mixed martial artist. He's a great uh, role model for your kids to follow. Dude, his MMA game is disgusting. Both these guys are Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu, but BJJ black belts. We are going to have an absolute treat on the transition and the submissions and all the things that go down. The thing that Tony Ferguson has an issue with is that he accepts his back way too often. He's okay with being on his back. On the judges' scorecards, being on your back does not score very often. Tony loves to do the wildest, dumbest shit. And I, I mean, I love it as much as I do as a fan, but it's not something that I could advise on betting. I think that Benil Dariush is the real deal. I think he's peaking just, just greatly. I think Tony Ferguson is declining greatly. I also think that Tony is not surrounding himself with the right people. Um, I, I love Eddie Bravo, you know, for being uh, just uh, fun and stuff, but he is not. He is n in no way a real legit mixed martial arts coach or uh, a, 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 at any in anything other than BJJ. He should be doing, you know, these guys like Mike Brown, Henry Hoof, uh, you know, all uh, you know, all these other camps. El Eric Del Delfiero, uh, Eric Del Fiero over at Alliance MMA, uh, Herman Toronto, real fighters over at freaking Gamebred Training Facility. I mean, like, what is Tony doing, bro? I. Dude, yes, we're betting on Benil Dariush at the negative 155. We're going to be putting down two times, so 3.1 units. We're doubling it up because I believe that Tony Ferguson is done. His time's over. The, I believe the UFC doesn't like him. They're not going to market him, and he also doesn't help himself with the way he speaks with the interview in interviews. He's disrespectful to the media. He talks about you know the most random garbage conspiracy stuff that you could ever see. Uh, so I'm rolling with Benil Dariush all day, family man, uh, wonderful person, absolute crazy, Jiu-Jitsu black belt with mean striking. I think that Tony 
Ferguson's going to end up doing some stupid spinning like elbow and Benil's going to be right there waiting with a big ass right hook right to his face. So I'm rolling with Benil Dariush to absolutely yeah, wreck you. Tony Ferguson, send him back to the Stone Age and back to the conspiracy theories of the flat earth that Eddie Bravo preaches. So let's fucking go, Benil. Yeah, we was going to max bet this shit too, but um, yeah. with the minus 155, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep it on at that two to win two. So, yeah, it's yeah all I'm good. feeling good about this one. Definitely. And so, last but not least, the main event of the evening, an absolute treasure to have as a, as a, as a fight for us to watch. We have Charles Dubronx Oliveira, who's negative 135 at the time of writing this, versus Michael Chandler, who's plus 115 on the comeback as the underdog. You know, I, I we'll start out with uh, Charles Oliveira first. Charles Oliveira is an is an absolute stud. He he literally his BJJ BJJ game is disgusting. He's literally grown from the beginning. You can hear me, right, T? Yep, you good. Okay, cool. Sorry, I got allowed. Uh, he's been in since the beginning. You know, Charles of the UFC and of his whole career. Charles Oliveira has literally grown in the UFC and, and grown from a boy to a, a pretty savage man. Um, his jiu-jitsu game is nothing to play with. I still feel like he thinks that his striking is a little bit better than it is. I, th I feel like he's falling in love with uh, the the TOK, TOK, uh, TKO KO type victories, the you know, and, and the likes. Michael Chandler is a D1 All American wrestler. His transition submissions and or not just submissions, his transitions and wrestling and scrambling and the pressure and the pace that he's going to put on Charles Oliveira is going to be something that Charles Oliveira has not seen in a long, long time. And I, I just I don't see I, I just don't see Charles Oliveira doing much to Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler's stronger all around or on his body. His legs are thicker. Uh, he's going to be have a, a shorter base, which is going to be easier for the wrestling takedown. Charles Oliveira's got small legs. For so he could use it for a takedown. When you have a great wrestler and a great jiu-jitsu guy and as someone with a great wrestling and top uh, – um, they can control their weight on top of you very well, like Michael Chandler, it sometimes supersedes the – even a good BJJ practitioner. I'm not saying he can't get up. Uh, it's Charles Oliveira. But at the at the plus money at 115, we're throwing down one unit to win 1.5 units on Michael Chandler to be the new champion of the world and represent Melon Brand Hats, baby. So let's fucking go, Mike. Let's do it, dude. Yep. So. This is a great matchup, man. Great matchup. Uh, you know, Doe Bryant, he's super aggressive, fearless. Uh, I love watching a dude. And I was even saying, um, you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted to bet against him. I might just watch this fight. But, uh, you know, when me and Mike talked about it, and uh, I really like Chandler, too. And what pushed me over the edge with Chandler is is he's getting disrespected. It's like dudes are sleeping on him. They don't Do they not know who he is? Do they not know, you know, his skill set? I mean, the dude's a bad motherfucker, man. And, and it, I really and, like the dude. And not so. to mention, we look uh, look at the line movement, 67% uh, of the money that's in the what, public. 67% of the about. money. 67% of the money is on Charles, it's on Charles Oliveira. So I'm all day, all for being on the opposite side of the public and all their money they're slamming. So let's go, Michael yeah, Chandler. That's pushed me this way, too, um, for sure. But, uh, you know, Dobronx, he ain't a pushover. So no, no, no. It's, it's, it's going to be a good fight. But yeah, man, Chandler's the real deal, bro. I, I think he's going to get it, dude. And, uh, you know, let's roll with Mel. And I hope we can get him on the show after, too. We got the gold, dude. That'll be Dude, it'd be so it'd be so awesome. Yeah, we tried to get him here on the show, but he was so focused on this fight camp because the oh, nah, he, he, man. I he's been fighting. Yeah, no, he's been he took this fight pretty on a on a pretty quick notice. He's been fighting a lot this year, so shout out to Michael Chandler and, and uh, his family and everyone of the likes. I'd just like to shout out all the 130 U plus in here that uh, supported us. We appreciate you and the 20 plus awards you've given us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show this week, and like we always like to say uh, at the end of the show. Uh, if you guys you can every single month when you get paid, please, you know, start investing five to 10 percent of your money into some stocks or cryptocurrency, something to help change your life uh, for the future. Because, uh, you know, investing is going to help you in the long run and they don't teach that in school anymore. And a lot of places don't teach that even your own parents. So uh, we thank you for tuning in to the MMA for Money show. We're here. We're going to be here every Wednesday night now at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Eastern Standard Time, because the Ultimate Fighter is now on Tuesdays. So we will be able to recap Ultimate 
Ultimate Fighter after it happens on Tuesday. Now on Wednesday, yeah. we'll give got you guys a little more. Right behind you, bro. Yeah, we, we got the the real tough fighter t- season six jersey behind me from Big Bro War Machine. Uh, so, but either way, we, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, tuning in and for everything. So, with that said, um, make sure that you guys. Don't forget to subscribe, to subscribe to us on your platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, RSS feeds, and please join HAPS. HAPS TV is the future. David Newman, uh, Pablo, Pablo De La Hoya, uh, Peter yep. Bittner. There's so many of the, the people I'm forgetting. Mark Goldman, I, I believe it is. Appreciate We're, the nomination and, and yep. winning that um, broadcast of the week last week. Yep, yep. We, and we got the honor last week of uh, one of the one of the shows of the week for HAPS. So uh, we can't, couldn't do it without all of you fans. We love you very much. Uh, keep spreading the positivity and the good vibes across the world because we need to keep doing it uh, so that everyone can get happy. And so with that said, you guys, much love. Stay tuned and keep rolling with us with the MMM for Money team.